What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. Why I never quit the interview, every job occupation, A through Z, from the trash man to the CEO, and ask them why and how they started their professor so that you could find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Paul Robinson. Now, Paul is the CEO of Construct Reach, a workforce development and diversity recruitment company that helps young people get great jobs in the construction industry. So Paul has a lot to share with us here today. So Paul, Shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. All right, Paul. How are we feeling today? Oh, I'm good, Kojo. How's it going? Man, I am chilling as usual. I am chilling as usual. And Paul, 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 man, I am real excited to have you back on the podcast. Now, I know for everybody else listening, this is their first time hearing from Paul. But unfortunately for us, me and Paul had actually recorded an interview already a couple of months back, and it accidentally got deleted via Skype. So I am real excited to have him back on. He he was so committed to you guys learning this information, learning the industry, learning the game, that he wanted to come on another time, give it another shot, and put out that information for y'all. He's recording this twice for y'all. So Thank you again. We're, we're, before he even gets started, we're going to say a huge thank you to Paul for this interview. And Paul, I think we're going to go ahead and have to dive into that question that everybody has been waiting for. Drum roll, please. That is why. Why, Paul? Why did you start Construct Reach? Oh, man. Um yeah, what a way to start off, right? So it's 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 interesting uh, when you think about kind of construct reach and, and my journey because I didn't necessarily set out to become a CEO of a company that serves the construction industry per se, right? I was brought in, I was brought into some some focus groups, uh, really focusing and and looking at the opportunity for diversifying the construction industry and just looking at the state of the industry at large, understanding mm-hmm. each demand that is within the industry, but also understanding the disparities and the the opportunity that has been longstanding within the industry to be more diversified and more representative mm-hmm. of our country. And mm-hmm. so as I began to be in those conversations, um, really as a thought leader uh, and sharing those thoughts and views and what my approach would be, to solving an industry-wide problem, getting the feedback on those thoughts and my approaches, it I, I began to, to really see how there was a need for a business model around that, right? Mm. And so it, it more so grew out of just, of course, coming from the construction industry, but then really being in some very strategic conversations about the industry at large and closing, mm. let's call it that wealth gap, and, and introducing more diversity within the industry that really pays well. And so that's how it really began. Mm, 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 mm. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, Paul, again, you broke it down just a little bit for us, but I want you to do is 
break it down just a little bit more for me. Take us back to day one, square one, when you first started this thing off. What was your process like that got you here today? Yeah, no, that's a very good, very good question. Um, you know, first, you you have to start out with your why, right? Uh, no pun intended, but it is. Mm. It is definitely starting out with the why. So mm. you've got to introduce this vision. You've got to introduce a preferred future, right? Mm. And a preferred future that people want to be a part of. But in mm. order for us to get to that preferred future, you also have to highlight what's at risk if we don't pursue going down that pathway. Mm. And so you have to introduce the problem, right, that we will continue to be in or the problem that we will be in if we don't go toward that preferred future. So that's vision casting. Mm. So first you have to vision cast, right, mm. and introduce that, but then connect the the dots between where we stand today and then how do we go forward so that mm. we can offset that problem. And so mm. that's what it started with. And then developing a business model that takes into account that vision. Right. And then it's being able to communicate that in a in a very streamlined way and pulls people into this narrative to where they can see themselves being part of the solution. That was mm. day one. And when I began to get good feedback on that, and the right people were getting on the bus, so to speak, that's mm. where we really began to build the traction and to move the company forward. Mm, mm, mm. I love that answer. I love that answer. I love that answer. And again, for all those people who think that Paul started at the top, that he just started off with it all figured out, you're absolutely wrong. You, it's one step at a time. You got to step start from step one. And I absolutely love that answer right there now. Paul, here's my next question for you. What is an average day like for you today? Oh, man, today it is and it's changed, right, because it's a process and the company is growing. Uh, but of course, you know, some of those core things are still there. And so an average day for me is definitely a lot of meetings, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's it's different types of meetings. Some of those meetings are professional development for my team and making sure that I'm building the capacity so that they can perform in their best way. Um, you know, some of those meetings are for just strategizing and how do we continue to incorporate technology and keeping the, the industry uh, relevant to a younger demographic who has grown up with technology, right? How do we begin to bring the industry into a relevant standpoint with where they are and where society is. So strategizing mm -hmm. about that, the integration of technology, of course, vision casting never ends, right? So mm -hmm. it, it's putting the present in perspective, but then also creating new milestones for us to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And I love it. I love it. I love it now. Paul, I'm not going to lie. I think I might have skipped the question. So here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to ask. Yeah, let's go I with it. You to I want you to throw it way, 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 way back. Now, I know I just asked you, you know, what you do today. But what I want to know is, what do you think were some childhood hobbies and habits that matriculated into what you're doing today? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Childhood. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, first and foremost, man, I would say sports uh, was 
was definitely an influencer into my approach to, to business today. Um, you know, if you talk to my team, I'm always giving sports analogies as well. Uh, huge and avid basketball fan, man. But just being in sports, it, it allows you really to understand how to work within the context of a team. And to understand that everybody has a role, but if you can be a star in that role, then you play a huge part in the success, right? And so everybody matters as well, right? It's how you practice, who's setting that tone, how you handle challenges. Uh, if a play doesn't go right, can you bounce back, you know, and, and cover because you're playing on both ends of the court. So if things go wrong on defense, then how do you execute, you know, on offense and then come back mm. Work on those mistakes. And so it's being able to really take those things into account, because in business, you have those those principles that still apply. You have different roles and responsibilities for different team members, but they all work collectively so that we can do our job well and serve our clients the best way that we can. So sports definitely played a huge role. Uh, when I was younger, I was a, I was an avid reader. I used to love the book reports, man. Uh, I couldn't wait for them because I was already reading. And so it was, <laughs> and, I, and I'm still like that today, man. My wife, she kind of, she jokes with me all the time about that, but I've just, I've always been a learner. And I think when you, when you take on the role as any leader and you've been fortunate enough to have people who are funding you that are looking to you for direction, and also for their development as well, you have to remain a leader so that you can serve them uh, as best as you can. And so just just always being a, lead, a learner when I was young uh, and for that continuing through throughout my adulthood thus far, I think it's definitely helped, man, and, and been able to be applied to, to how I do business. Mm -hmm. And I love, love, love that answer right there. I could not have answered it better myself and make sure, make sure, make sure all you listeners out there that you are paying attention to that piece of advice that learning does not stop after school. When, you, when you're not in school, you still must be on your A game. You still must be moving forward because life moves way too fast for yeah. you not to be moving with it. So I love that answer. I love that answer. I love that answer. Now, Paul, here's what I'm going to ask. What do you enjoy the most about what you do? Oh, wow. Man, with being in this line of, of business, um, you know, where we are tackling things that weigh a lot in our society, um, accessibility, more equity. Um, I would say the tangible testimonies and being able to actually see the change take place right before your eyes, because there's there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, from a business standpoint, where you don't necessarily get a chance to see, feel, and experience the difference that you're making. And so to, to really be able to witness like where these efforts go and lives that it directly impacts and then hearing back from them, mm. that's, that's a big win, man. That, that is truly fulfilling. Mm. I love that answer right there. I love that answer right there. I love that answer right there. And Paul, unfortunately, as great as that answer was, the back <laughs> end of that question is, yes. what do you enjoy the least? Yeah, man. Now we have both ends of the spectrum, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. This is the things that energize me and the things that can just take away all that energy, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
because we because we know the work that we're doing um, and then at being at this position, time being very, very valuable as well and making sure that mm-hmm. I am maximizing kind of where I spend my time to be most efficient. One of the frustrating things can be unproductive meetings. Mm. Oh, my gosh. You know, when when mm. there is <laughs> when there is no defined proposed outcome. Right. So, hey, we're coming into this space. We're going to talk about X, Y, Z. And this is what we want to accomplish. And if we are not outlining what we want to accomplish and we come out of the meeting saying, hey, good meeting. But what was it for? Or then what do we do next? That is unproductive to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we're I agree. I agree. Coming together. Right. If we're spending time coming together, um, then we should we should have some sort of goal and objective in mind and then be able to best measure that once we come out of that meeting and then have some actionable items to move us toward what our goals and objectives were. So mm-hmm. that is that's that's definitely huge, man, and important for me. Mm-mm-mm. And nobody likes wasting that time. I love that right there. I love that right there. Time is money. All right, Paul. Here's what I gotta do. I this next question right here is my absolute favorite question. So here it is. Do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that you have in your career today? Woo, man, grades matter. And that's funny because I was talking about earlier how I've always been a reader, you know, and, and mm-hmm. always been a learner. So now we're going back to school. Here's my, here's mm-hmm. my, after being an adult, right, and just looking back and then being in connection and knowing of so many people who have gone on to be very successful in life uh, with and without, let's call it the, the grades. <laughs> quote mm-hmm. unquote. This, is, this is what I would say now as, as an adult. Um, in terms of in terms of grades, anything that I put my name on when I was in school, I cared about mm-hmm. because it represented it represented me. So whenever I turned something in, whenever I turned in an assignment, or I was given an assignment in school, if I was going to put my name on it, or I was going to work in a group and my name was associated with the assignment, then I wanted it to represent me well. So from that perspective, I cared about how I approached it. Now, there are just certain, let's call it certain topics or certain grades or um or maybe certain subjects, I'll say it like that. There may be some certain subjects, right, that mm. that are more challenging for others. Um, but I think one of the telling things, more so than the grade, is what is your approach to work and what's your approach to responsibilities? Mm. I think that's that's the key. It's not not necessarily what grades you end up with, but how do you approach that work and how do you approach the responsibility of having to complete it, right? Mm. And I think Mm. that's what I've seen. People who, let's say, call it a C average or a B average or an A average or anything else, right? Mm. I think one of the common things, if you see them being successful in life and they've probably had different levels of education completed at different GPAs, you would you would see a commonality in their approach to either learning 
their approach to taking responsibility, their approach to accountability, and their approach to working and being consistent and taking on certain challenges and figuring out and how and, and being resourceful about how to accomplish it and how to complete it. Mm. And Paul, I absolutely love that answer right there. Again, I could not have answered that question any better myself. Now, Paul, again, has been answering these questions beautifully. So I'm going to break down this next question just a little bit, just okay. because this word gets tossed around just a little willy nilly. And that is, what do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what are you devoted to? What is your devotion? Mm. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I think for, for me, first and foremost is maximizing my potential and mm. really operating in purpose. Mm. You know, I, I think we're we're all created for a purpose, man. And that's where that fulfillment is is really found. And so for me, it's it's aligning with that. Mm. First and foremost, um, and that really informs not only the work that we do, but how we do our work, right? Um, and we understand that this initiative, diversity, equity, and inclusion, it carries a lot of weight in our society. And DEI is a large topic in our society as well. And even when you take into account the disparities in our society right now, uh, when it comes to these three pillars, right, healthcare, education, and jobs, like that's where we really see the wealth gap. That's where we really see a lot of the disparities that exist. Um, and being able to have a company that focuses on creating jobs, it also has an indirect impact on the other two issues as well in terms of healthcare and education. So it's, you're putting people in a position to, to really have more accessibility. You're, you're dignifying people and saying, hey, there's no reason why you can't have what everybody else has just because of where you come from or just because of the context of the community in which you're in. And so being able to really champion what what pains us in society at, at, at times mm. is definitely fulfilling and work that creates impact because you not only impact that individual, but now you impact the family and then that carries over into communities, right? And so I look at it like that, man. Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. And honestly, Paul, I look at it like that too. Because, Paul, you are doing excellent, excellent, excellent work. And honestly, we all appreciate you. And Paul, again, has been answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long. But unfortunately, we are down to that last question. And that is, if there was one, just one piece of advice for somebody out there listening right now wants to be in the position that you're in today, what would that be? Oh, wow. Uh, one piece of advice. Let's see. Here we go. Um, I would say don't chase the 
the title, mm-hmm. right? When, when people hear CEO, there's just an aura and this connotation that comes with the with the word, right? Mm-hmm. Or position. It's kind of like the buck stops there, and people really get enamored with that. But leadership is more so about responsibility mm-hmm. than it is the title. And if you don't see this position as a huge responsibility that should be stewarded properly, then you will ultimately fail those that you've been very blessed and fortunate to lead. Mm. And I got to end it like And And Paul, that's the only way to end it. And that is the only way to end it. Paul, again, we must thank him one more time for answering these questions absolutely perfectly all interview long but paul there's one more thing that i need from you before you go just one more thing and i don't care if it's a website i don't care if it's a social media link i don't even care if it's a book something that i can leave down in the description below so that my audience can reach yours please 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 promote and shout it out now of course man uh, it is construct reach, one word for every social media platform, uh, whether that's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. Our website is constructreach.com. That is just one word. Construct reach everything, man. Construct reach all day. You find hit that. that <laughs> hit that link down in the description below. That is construct reach at construct reach on any social site. Please hit that link down in the description below because Paul has been an excellent, excellent, excellent guest all interview long. And he is doing excellent, excellent, excellent work. So please hit that link down in the description below. Now, folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Paul help you find it here today, folks. That is a wrap.